What's up, everyone? Happy St. Patrick's Day. This is not Leighton Sheldon. This is J5. Leighton <laughs> will be here momentarily. He just wanted me to kick off the show because he said he loves when I steal that intro. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. He does love it. Yeah. Um, you know, what's one thing I forgot to do? I forgot to share the screen. Oh, well, we can do that. Uh, let's do that. Here we go. There, I just shared it. All right. Awesome. Uh, so, hope everybody is having a wonderful Wednesday. It is St. Patty's Day. Um, if you guys, uh, obviously, if you want to drink a beer while we're, we're doing the show, cheers. Yeah, by all um, means. Speaking of cheers, look at that bar behind you, <laughs> Lou. What a, what a transition. What a transition. That does look like the bar for right? cheers. Talk to us. What is that? Talk to us. That is the uh, Kinsale up here in Beacon Hill in Boston, and it's uh, right near City Hall. In fact, it's across the street from City Hall, a very old bar, and it was originally built in Ireland. It was taken over piece by piece over to Boston and reassembled across the street from City Hall. And wow. it is never this empty, never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Well, if you guys uh, don't have to go out, don't. Stay safe. Um, yep. But if you could drink a bar, you know what's cool? The Zoom meetings. You can have Zoom meetings with all your friends, have a beer in front of you, and chit-chat like you were there. Yeah? Zoom St. Patrick's Day. You know, this whole thing started too early last year to have a Zoom St. Patrick's Day. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure what that sound was. What was that sound? <laughs> that is someone interrupting my show. I mean, the show. This is my Superman box. So. Yeah, you don't seem frustrated by it. Layton is here. Layton is here. I'm going to take the name right off the, the door. <laughs> So instead of spinach breaks, you just have an S under that. Like, I am trying to find the feed so I can see the comments, Lou. There it is. Okay, you got it. There, I just have to mute it. Make sure it's muted. Oh, Cody's here early. Cody, welcome. Um, and then I'll put that right there. Cody doesn't usually show up halfway through the show. Okay, so wait. This is the comment section for Lance Loft right here. Great. Mm -hmm. um, and then I already shared the screen, right, Lou? We're good? We shared the screen. We're good. Okay. And you may again, have to help him get it back if we need to show the desktop here. Yep. And if you want to show anything off, remember the eyeball on the top. Mike, wish sure. Johnny a happy birthday. I didn't have a chance. I just literally. Just oh, guys, you could, you could uh, hang on to him and show off since you're so. We'll put it to side. Okay, Lou. I'll talk to you later, my friend. Yes, sir. Bye. Enjoy St. Patrick's Day. Who was it? it? Was Mike's son's birthday? Mike, congratulations. Have fun with your son on his birthday party. Hi, Daniel. Todd's here. Nick's here. Hey, what's up, everybody? Good afternoon. Layton, how are we doing today? Good. How are you today, Lou? <laughs> Nick, no Miller Lite on St. Patrick's Day. It's got to be dark and brown and disgusting if it's gonna on St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to one and all. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I remember, uh, I'm not sure how many of the folks in here have been to Hoboken for a Hoboken St. Patty's Day, but it gets pretty ugly pretty fast. And, you know, what's funny is as a, as a young and walking around Hoboken, I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Yep. And even before Crosby was born, like, you know, we had Argy Boy and, you know, he was a young pup. And you're like, oh, my God, a bunch of savage animals. And I'm like thinking, you know, we walk back, my wife will have a drink at night. Like, you know, we were those savage animals not that long ago. That's right. That's right. Now you just want to sit back with a light light beer and just watch the savage animals. <laughs> Nothing better than people watching when you're going to Vegas. That's right. All so, right. So listen, I've booked a guest for us. 
Oh, I love when you do a surprise guest. I have a surprise. It's not for tonight, though. Well, that's good. Down because, the road. Uh, you know, I would have been, I would have been uh, a little surprised. I like to, to be somewhat prepared. So I didn't know if you wanted me to tell you or uh, on the air or tell you. Oh, something. I love on the air reveals. Okay. All right. yeah. I figure we'll let people guess. Let me give you his credentials. Sure. And we'll let people guess. He's an MVP, former baseball MVP. Oh, exciting. Two-time World Series champion, two-time batting champion, wow, seven-time All-Star. Oh dear. Uh, two-time, yeah, two-time batting uh, champion, seven-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion. He's six-five. He was six-five and two thirty-five when he played. Wow, Dougie, are you listening to this? I'm guessing. Oh, see, Dougie's guessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. I see Doug. No, it's not Jim Rice. Good guess, Doug. Yeah, I didn't know if Jim Rice was six-five. I don't six know. five no. is up now is, is is massive for baseball. Wait, no one wants to talk to Jim Rice for twenty minutes. It'll drive. Wait, Dave Winfield? Not Dave Winfield. No, no. He might have been six five. Nope, not Dave Winfield. He has won a World Series. Oh, D Daniel Lynch has it. It's Dave Parker. Wow, the Cobra. He was he was called the Cobra, right? The Cobra, right? He's got a new book coming out and uh, coming out on April first. He's going to be joining us on April twenty first to talk about it and other things. Great. So let me ask you a question, Lou. So first of all, great job. Super excited to have the Cobra with us. Are we going to be able to order his book so we can physically have it in hand for the show? I can make that happen. Sure. Yeah, because I'd like to give away a few. And normally what I do is you give it away and then it doesn't come in for a few weeks. And it's a whole thing. In my um, inbox here, by the way, is still uh, Michael Hawley's book on the Celtics that I have to forward to. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very yeah. cool. But I'll get a copy. I, I, I'm pretty sure I can get a copy of the book. Again, it's not released to April 1st, so... Speaking of books, we have precisely Crosby and I, and I know he's not watching. He has tennis right now. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a tough life. Um, uh, so Crosby and I are two chapters away, Lou, two yep. chapters away from being done with the Babe Ruth book. Oh, okay. And we just read, um, I think it was game three of the series, the 32 mm -hmm. World Series. Yep. Um, Crosby was so cute. He said to me, because he could tell, like, that Ruth was about to hit the home run, and he really wanted to know. Did he really call it? And he got to understand, yep. you know, what it meant. Did he call um, it? Right? Yeah. And so uh, he said, "Daddy, Daddy, don't reveal it to me when you're reading it." And I said, "Like I knew it. I thought I knew what he meant, but I wanted him to be more specific because you know, remember he's only six, and yep. you know, I'd like him to keep him as innocent as possible for as long as possible." Sure. And I said, "What do you mean, Cross?" So, Daddy, well, I don't want you to give it away to me. You know, you get excited when you're reading it. I got to tell you, Lou, I wish we would have taped it. It's going to sound extremely corny. We both had goosebumps. We were super excited. Now, I, I think I did a good job of reading it to him. I mean, I, I read it very animated. Um, he was really, really excited. Uh, and then um, I wanted to see, like, how much he was into it. And so I said, hey, there's only two chapters left. We have a rule at nighttime. He gets three books. Um, and depending on <laughs> – I hate to, to put it like this, but it's really the truth. Depending on the job he does wiping his ass, yep. that actually determines if he gets a fourth book. There you go. Um, and then he gets a fifth book if uh, because he just started reading, and so now he's reading us a book. So he gets oh. between four and five books. You got to understand, mommy and daddy are somewhat tired towards yeah. the end of the day, and, you know, we want to be attentive. So I asked him, I said, hey, Kroz, can we finish up the two chapters tonight? But I tried to make it clear to him. I said, but we're not going to read two of the other books because a chapter in the Babe Ruth book represents right. a book, like a child, you know, children's book. And he said – like he gave me a look like that wasn't acceptable. Yeah, no, he, he so, wasn't negotiating with you at all. Yeah, so he wasn't. He wasn't saying like you could read one extra. He's like, no, we're going to continue the format, um, and, right, and which was fine. 
I got to pick out the next book in the series to send down to you. Then we can get pick. Well, it we up. have we have. I think if I'm not mistaken from you, I think we have the Honus Wagger or the Jackie book. Yeah. I'd like to do the Jackie book because he learned about Martin Luther King in school, and I think he's starting to like it at least understand, you know, yep, more, you know, about history. And so I think Jackie Robinson might be a little bit more relevant to him uh, than Honus Wagner. So, you know, as long as he gives me the, he likes to do the two thumbs up when he really likes something. Um, when, so when he, if he gives me the two thumbs up, then we're going to, we're going to probably do the Jackie book. I think we have it in the house. I'll double check. I, it, for those who don't know, we're talking about a series by Dan Gutman and yeah. he, he wrote these, this series of books about a man who came, a kid who came from a divorced family and he could time travel with cards. So what they would do in, in the Honus Wagner one, he actually goes back to Honus Wagner's time. And then Babe Ruth's one goes back to 1932. And they're really great books because it talks about, it talks a lot of baseball history, but it also talks about a lot of history of the time as well. Paints a nice picture and the fun and entertainment. Dan Gutman is, is great. And there are a ton of those books. The Jackie Robinson one you're going to find is going to be great. That's a great one too. The Honus Wagner was the first one I had the first time I had my son on the radio was to do an interview with Dan Gutman. We we got Dan on and I brought my son into the studio and he helped me interview. Him. It, was, it was a blast. That's all that's awesome, Lou. You know, you're totally right. I I was I was trying to figure out why Crosby likes the book. But it's interesting because even like when Ruth is out to dinner, going out to dinner isn't like going out to dinner today. They try to do what they can to talk about it in the context of the time period. And of course, the whole time every like couple chapters daddy, you know, Crosby's asking me, "Hey, are they still like back in time and i said yep yep they you know hopefully they don't get stuck they're gonna hang on to the card and so it's uh it's been really cute so far and um you know really do uh, cherish the nights that we get to read you know together because now i'm reading to him he's reading a little bit to me um yeah, it's the best thing that's the best time hang on to that as long as you can because it's a really great time with the kids oh i'm trying real hard i gave him a big hug before i left it's funny so he was sitting on the couch watching his ipad as he was preparing for tennis uh <laughs> to go with his nurse and I was leaving, and so he did one of these. He blew me a kiss, and I said, "Get your butt off on the couch and give me a hug." What are you talking about? Out of boy. Yeah, it, my kids' era was uh, Harry Potter. I actually read every word of every Harry Potter book ever written. Uh, oh, that. interesting. Yeah, so that was their thing, and of course, um, Aiden and I had the the Dan Gutman series there, and we had this other series called Hank the Cow Dog. I got to get you a copy of those. Uh, very cool. I wanted to say uh, Happy St. Patty's Day to some of the folks who just joined us. What's up, Jim, Mike, Kev, and Andy, the rest of the gang. Thanks for joining us here on Layton's Loft. You can find us every Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Layton's Loft Facebook page, Vintage Breaks Facebook page, of course, Just Collects Facebook page. But if you want to win and participate, have a chance to win one of seven prizes, even though if you're listening to this after the fact, you're enjoying our content, Try to tune, with, tune in with us live every Wednesday starting at 4.30 Eastern Time, and you'll have a chance through only participation to win one of seven prizes here every single week. Today, Lou, without further ado, we're going to give away, as first place, it's a good one, Ooh. we're going to give away a $100 break credit to VintageBreaks.com, courtesy of Vintage Breaks. Very nice. And the reason why we're going to give it away, other than, of course, the goodness uh, uh, of uh, our hearts here. Uh, is because we have a big after-party bonus promo ending next Friday, Dougie, at 11 o'clock Eastern. And if you spend 100 bucks in aggregate at Vintage Breaks, you will get one entry in that promotion. If you spend 200 bucks, you'll get two entries in that promotion. I believe first place is $1,500 uh, $1, break credit. Um, uh, some other great prizes as well. 
So this will allow someone, if you win a $100 break credit today on Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast, you'll have a chance to um, spend it before next Friday, get your spots in the breaks for free, and have an extra chance at the big after-party bonus promo going down next yeah. Friday. Nice. So the next six prizes are going to be all spots in our 1965 baseball set break, Dougie. Uh, that's currently available for sale on VintageBreaks.com. I believe it's $13.50 per spot. Uh, so you can check that out right now. What's up, Nick? Um, so, yep, yeah, if you are tuned in today, it's a good one. You got a chance at a hundo for first place. Um, I did want to talk about a couple other things before we get to this collection, which J5 is uh, making sure that I show off because he got it in. You know? Nice. Um, so, uh, Lou, as I mentioned, uh, you know, Ben, who's recently joined us here at Vintage Breaks to help us with social media, he's in the other room taking a lap of luxury lunch. Oh, nice. Um, yes, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's really living it up up front over there. But he's going to join us hopefully in just a few minutes to say hi. And um, I asked him if he thought this was a good idea. He did think so. So if it's not, we're just going to blame him. Um, we're we, uh, we going to be starting, hopefully sooner rather than later, a new roughly 30-minute show only on cards. So, you know, once again, this isn't going anywhere, Lou. Uh, I love the format of this. Yep. I more, I more call this like a baseball card and entertainment variety show, uh, right. which, is, yep. which is a lot of fun. Um, but what I'd like to do is get a little bit nerdier uh, every week for about 30 minutes and really get into, you know, because I've seen people really enjoy when I talk about deals that I'm working yep. on or yep. collections or, or, you know, um, getting back on the road to travel, uh, you know, to, to conventions and see collections and such, um, you know, I just think is going to make uh, a separate show and not make me feel as obligated to have to talk about one thing or another on here. I think it'll be a nice, you know, separation, if you will. No, I think it'll be great. So what we're looking for today, Lou, is we want to solicit or elicit some names. Or? Some names. Am I in on this show? Absolutely. So we want to get help oh. on names. So Ben is going to be the point guy. Uh, so I hopefully don't have to do anything other than show up in the chair and be there for the theme music. Yep. Uh, we're going to need you, of course, for the theme music and all the other good stuff. Yeah. Um, but we're going to want to try to figure out, Lou, before we do anything, because we're going to try to get this on, and I don't want to misspeak. But Ben said, we're going to try to put this on Blue Wire, which I guess is a platform which hosts a lot of uh, uh, podcasts. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a step up for us, um, because I do think it's just a different platform. Yep. But for me, if we're able to circulate and get, you know, as many people, you know, interested in the hobby um, and educated about the hobby through this new show, that, that's really, you know, that's my goal. So um, hit another audience, right? Why not? We're looking for a name, Lou. Now, we have some names, but I don't want to jade anyone. Um, if anyone has any suggestions, drop them right in the chat or hit me up with an email, Leighton at JustCollect.com. Yeah, this is a good group to be uh, crowdsourcing with. That's what I figured. I, I figured I'm going to you know, spend the next several weeks. I, I keep texting Ben, and literally I'll text him. Hey, what's up, Dom? Afternoon. I'll text Ben, and literally whatever I write, he'll write like the 180 opposite. He's like, that's really nice, but there's Ben. I'm like, he's like, but what about, like if I say pigs in a blanket, he's like, what about vegetarians or us? Yes. You know, well, I'm like, no, that's you not really what I was thinking. You know what I mean? You need to triangulate the truth here, right? That's the way. Exactly. By the way, pigs in a blanket's not so bad. Pigs in a blanket. I, I think it's not so bad. I mean, it's internationally known. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Matt? Uh, so yes, Ben, oh. we just told everyone about the new show. We're going to try to get some feedback. 
um, you know, and, and get some suggestions. <laughs> uh, breaking with Layton, it kind of rhymes. It's not bad, yeah. Uh, it's not it's not bad, but you know, I, I can look at Ben's face from here. I don't I, see a positive. I don't my see an affirmative. Personal favorite that I came up with was "Break It to You." Break it to you. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. And wait, what was the other one with breaking it? Uh, break it to you, and then the hobby break. Hobby hour. Hobby break. No, no, no. I thought it was another another one with breaking it. Ricky but now says, we're jading everyone's opinion. We don't want to do that. Ricky says hobby hive. Hobby hive. Good, but I feel like hive is not that easy to say quickly. A little alliteration going on there. Yeah. Card chat. What do you think, Emily? I see. I see. You got some. Rocco, you can do better than that. You can do better than card check. And they're playing the hobby, 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 hobby. <laughs> Well, Lou, we'll uh, we're open for suggestions all show this hour. It's Mini Minoso, not Mini Minoso, but yeah, it's Blues Brothers. But that it was that was a song long before Blues Brothers. Um, so uh, I wanted to show off uh, this collection that we just got in. And, um, you know, it's not uh, it's not of the true vintage variety that I like, but it's still there's some nice stuff in here. Um, Breaking the, the law. Like Judas Priest. Wow. Hey, Ben, you got to be keeping your head up here. There's some good stuff coming in. We got shaking and yeah, breaking. Yeah. Ben's too young to know who Judas Priest is. So that, Definitely. Yeah. Shaking and breaking is cool. Yeah. Shaking and breaking. Leave it to breaker. Funny, but no one's going to get the leave it to beaver thing. It's a bit of a reach. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking to bugaloo. That's not mm -hmm. going to work out. Yeah. Um, breaking bread is too Jewish. Agreed. Sorry. <laughs> give me a break. Ernie was close, but Ernie, give me a break. Give me a break is cool, but I feel like yeah. that's been done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have to be, uh, the break doesn't have to be in the title. <laughs> Curtis Flow entry music. Thanks, Jim. The threat says these are the breaks. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. What's up, George? Uh, so what I'd like to show off right now, I'm going to hit the uh, little eyeball here, uh, Lou. Um, I like showing off when we're in the middle of a collection, meaning we just got this in. Uh, J5 had it sent in. You know, he used his charm. Um, and I'm not sure what's in it, but I know the first page is pretty good. It looks like it has two John Elway rookies, two Marino El uh, excuse me, two Marino rookies. Is there four? Oh, yeah. it's double-backed. <laughs> oh, uh, Cody's gonna talk to his job. He'll be right back. Let's yeah. just wait for Cody. <laughs> All right, we're not gonna show that today. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing over there. J5 is trying to take control here. I don't like it. Uh, so two Elways, two Marinos. Nice, you would agree, Ben. We gotta hold off on that. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't know what he's doing. J5 is trying to steal the thunder now. You can see, you never know what you can get in a collection. I mean. I'm getting like a upper deck hologram cards probably worth a quarter, right? And on the flip side, you're getting Marino and Elway rookies, which are pretty hot in the football marketplace. I missed Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler's on the other side. Now, he got inducted after he had passed away, right? I believe so, yes. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, let's Here in New England, we, had, we all have this love for Oakland because Oakland, the Raiders were where we went to make good after we lost our 1 o'clock bets. Very we'd true. Always, we'd always have the Raiders game. We'd always be betting on the Raiders trying to trying to break even. You know, I think uh, I remember you talking about that before. It makes a lot yeah. of sense. And there was only, especially back then, there was only a few West Coast games. Yeah. Not as many as today. Um, here's a second page from the collection. I like that there's an LT rookie. LT rookies are actually pretty hot. Earl Campbell rookie. Three Dickerson rookies. Three Joe Montana third years. 83. 
77 Walter Payton, second year. That's a nice card, J5. Greg, I'm sorry for the snow. Oh, always like when there's some wrestling involved. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. We got some wrestling, I think, coming in tomorrow. Oh, is this uh oh this is one of my favorites, JYD. That was a bad man. <laughs> that was a bad man. I love yeah, JYD. Captain Lou. What up, Kenny? Card bites. So, Ben, I don't know if you have opened the stream, but they're just firing away here. So if you need any inspiration, check it out. I'm a no on card bites. Right. He's a no on card bites. You just got nanoed, my friend. Yeah, you can't do that to Todd. Look at this, ready to fly. Like, how cool is it just oh, yeah. to get the shot of Andre right in the middle of it? And who's, I mean, you know, someone's jumping off his shoulders. Do you think there was a traveling photographer with the WWF? Because that would have been a hell of a job right there. I think so. But I think the traveling photographer might have also been like the backup referee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he had yep. multiple jobs. Right. He might have also been the short order cook if the place was closed at night when makes, they were done wrestling. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. He was the catering truck chef. Ian Sheik is on Twitter. Yeah, I, I would have asked that the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the Ian Sheik was still alive on Twitter. Very interesting collection, uh, J5. Um, are we sure this isn't yours? Okay. <laughs> Kurt Schilling. Speaking of Kurt Schilling, shout out to SEP Auctions. I believe that they're going to be auctioning off the bloody sock of Kurt yeah, Schilling. Oh, really? Huh? Yep. Has PSA authenticated that it's blood? I'm not sure, but it's interesting. I'd love to have someone from an SCP on to ask them. It's blood. Yeah, it's blood. All right. So, Ben, if you could give this back to J5, please. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Still a little pissed off Kurt's not in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. Uh, so I wanted to talk about something that uh, is going on that I've seen firsthand. Sorry, I just did that thing where it causes like 1,100 difference. Got it. Great. Um, thanks for all the suggestions for our new card show uh, or new card podcast. I uh, appreciate it. Shake and break, I like. And break. You, you like shake and break there, uh, Ben? <laughs> shake and break is good. All right. Well, just make sure. I don't know if you have like a you mental Rolodex the there. Are you writing that down? I saw a little skit recently, I think it was like on YouTube or something where, um, you know, it was set up clearly, but the guy was like losing his mind that a waiter or a waitress wasn't writing down, you know, uh -huh. his, his family's orders. Yeah. And so I see Ben, I'm not sure if Ben has like a mental, he just goes like this. Ooh. Oh, it's in there. Yep. <laughs> he's young. He can still do that. I'm trying to listen. He's, you know, he's new. We're trying to see what he's made of. We got to, you know. We gotta so we'll have it. to take all the shake and break cuts from, um, day, not Days of Thunder. What's the NASCAR movie? With uh, I know what you're talking about. Not Days of Thunder. The other one with Will Ferrell. Yeah, we'll have to take all those cuts out and redouble them to shake and break. I so, like that a lot. So, um, shake and break. so as I'm sitting here at the four, five, nine, I want to remind everyone: we got what about two weeks left, Dougie, on the the Hank Aaron second year. Um, so the rules are: if you are 16 years old or younger. And you hit us up. Is it uh, either at the email Sam or VB Shipping? VB Shipping 459 at gmail.com. Great. So VB Shipping 459.gmail.com. You're going to have a chance to win almost a $1,000 Hank Aaron second year graded SGC four and a half. Mm. Um, we love that um, you have about what two weeks left. We have a bunch of entries so far. 
and it's free to enter. All you have to do is email us, vbshipping459 at gmail.com. And just, I think you have to hold up some sort of logo. You have to attach your picture of your child, but the vintage breaks logo, either hand drawn, digital, or printed out. Tattoo is okay. Hey, we've had a hat. Well, to be fair, let me just, I want to, legal reasons, temporary tattoo. (laughs) Temporary tattoo. But yes. Very cool. Thanks for keeping track of that, Emily. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kenny. It was Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Oh, my God. I want to watch that tonight, Lou. Yep. Now, a uh, new series that came back for a second season that was an offshoot of SOA, Sons of Anarchy, started back up Started back up last night, uh, Mayans. Um, it's on FX. Did anyone watch that? I didn't, no. All right. Well, I, I, I have it supposedly taped. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's good. Scott Allpaw let me know about it, so I was happy to, uh, to be reminded, but I didn't have a chance to watch it last night. I was working. Cody's back. We stopped completely, Cody, while you were talking to your wife. So. Yep. We're you back on. Yep. We're just waiting. Um, so this is what I want to talk about in regards to what's going on with some of the evaluations I'm doing. Um, and Ben, if you – oh, you do have one here open. So this is good. You know, I know you're in the card space as well, and this could make good, some good content for the new show. Yes. So been getting offered more J5, right? More – forget about ungraded. We'll just – that's a different animal. But we're getting offered a ton of graded cards. We actually have 259 graded cards coming in in one deal tomorrow. Um, headlined by a 48 Leaf Jackie Robinson, so I'm excited about that. Um, but something that we've noticed is that we've dove into the data yeah. is that um, things are, I would say, a little discombobulated right now, Lou, in the space. And so what I mean is vintage card prices for the longest of times, and I do love Bobby very much. Uh, he's got a great service. But, um, you know, you know as well as I do that it takes upkeep right, to, to keep things, you know, moving and shaking and, and logging all that data, for example, on VCP. And so whether it be they, to be fair, eBay could be giving them problems about the feed. But um, I found that uh, just by, for example, auditing some of these cards that I recently uh, agreed to purchase, which are coming in tomorrow, um, and looking up the graded card prices, that the prices that this individual, and actually shout out to his girlfriend, they worked on it together, they were really nice, they felt bad because they thought that I was trying to say, hey, they were misleading me. And I said, no, I'm just explaining to you the data that you're exp- that you're giving to me, that you're reporting as the value doesn't jive with what I have. Right. And they're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, this is where I got the data from. And they literally said to me, I got it from VCP, like the last, let's say, sale or two or three sales. And I just waited. It was very hard for me to bite my tongue, but I did. I said, <laughs> okay, anything else? And I said, no, no, we even send you the link. So I said, well, let me ask you a question. What if I said to you that VCP wasn't getting all the data and I could show you something that sold recently and then it's on eBay, but it's not on VCP right. and then it's showing and it's painting a different picture of the numbers than you're painting. Oh, well, Leighton, that wouldn't be that great. <laughs> well, once again, not making it up, trying to show them that right. when I look at data and you got to realize, folks, baseball cards were not meant to be traded like this when they were issued. Forget about 1910, 1920, even as 1950s, the 1960s, 1980s, maybe in the late 80s, early 90s, they started people when they were made by the manufacturer, you started thinking about value. But this was not something that um, was focused on since the beginning of the card, quote unquote, industry. And so vintagecardprices.com, once again, shout out to Bobby's uh, site. It is a great site. The problem is, though, because of some of the issues that eBay is giving Bobby and his site, or for that matter, like Worth Point 
or the free data you can find at psacard.com. To me, Lou, and I know it stinks to say it like this, but it's the truth. Until there's like a regulated industry, until there's a regulated body of data, you have to be as smart as you can to understand all the different data points and platforms. Yep. So this is not to say that I know more. I'm simply explaining to you that before I write a check, because I used to not have much to write a check with, and it was a while ago, but it took a long time to get to this point. My point is I still, there's a number of things that I, I will not change my habits. Right. I like to double check when I'm writing a big check. So like tomorrow's collection is well into the five figures, right? Yep. And so he was kind enough with his girlfriend, Ben, to share with me line by line the 259 cards, which you would say normally would save me a ton of time. I said, I'll tell you what, let me just spot check so I feel comfortable. Yep. And lo and behold, I start spot checking. I'm like, dude, this is not kosher, right? What's up? Yep. And then, you know, like didn't think he was trying to be nefarious or what have you, but listen to what he had to say. Very simply, not all the same data is in the same um, places you're checking. So to be fair, if I didn't know him, I might think he was trying to. Yeah. Well, FYI, if you let no Robert know there's uh, something dropped off to keep an eye out. Already got picked Thanks. Um, so it's something that's it's important to keep in mind, Lou. Don't be accusatory of someone saying like, hey, you didn't mention that that card sold for this. Whoa, guy, I only see what it was, for example, on VCP. Yeah. You really can't fault someone, especially if their girlfriend's kind enough to, to help them. Oh, they didn't check four other spots for their data? Yeah. But for me, and to be fair, right, I didn't check like the cheapest cards. Yeah. It was like the 56 mantle, the 53 mantle. And he felt not only bad, but he felt almost like he did something wrong. And I wasn't bringing it up to say he did something wrong. I was simply trying to explain to him that, please, you can't report on one data point, And that's now what it's worth. You have to really try to incorporate. And I know it's a pain. Believe me, I wish there was more of a mainstream way to get all the data in one spot. And I know like our friends at Alt that just started their public offering, like they're claiming that they're going to have, and maybe they will. But all I'm saying is please beware as a collector, right? As a dealer like myself, as a hybrid, meaning like a dealer investor, right? Just understand that you're not wrong for bringing it up and they may not agree with you. They might say, well, it's not in VCP and I missed that. And, and you know, that just happened two days ago. No problem. But what I really like to do when I try to buy collections from people, and I talk about this time and time again, I always start with what I think it's worth. Yeah. If you can't agree there, it's going to be really hard for me to buy it. Right. And so this particular case, we were actually a little bit off Lou on a, on a number of cards, but the overall was still okay. Okay. So we were able to work it out. So can you be a little more specific about what happened? Was he just, there was some data that happened since he pulled the data that... He so, for example, of? he yep. was suggesting that a card was worth, I'm making it up, 26 hunch. And I'm saying, and I don't want to use his name in case people know, I'm going to call him Guy, <laughs> which is kind of funny. So, imagine he says, well, late, it's sold for 2600 His spreadsheet says 2600 There's a link to the vintage card prices sale. So, I mean, he really, like, kudos to him and his girlfriend. They're going above and beyond. Like, we're not trying to hide anything. Right. I'm like... But Mr. Guy, there's one that just sold two days ago for $2,130. Wow. He's like, yeah, but it's not in VCP. I said, I don't care if it's in VCP. I don't care if it's written on your notebook. I right. don't care 
what the case is, I'm letting you know that it's actual legit sale, and I don't agree that it's worth twenty six hundred. Yeah. So so put up put a, put aside all the other noise. It's what's it worth? I hate that he knew that price was there too. That would that, to, to that be would fair make... to be fair to him, he didn't actually know it was there. Mm -hmm. He was saying late. I didn't look there. Yeah. I looked in VCP, and and I'm not. I, listen, this is my experience. My experience, which you know, you obviously can't put a value on. I was like, I think the, these items are worth double checking. Yeah. And upon double checking, I didn't think they were as strong as he was suggesting. Once again, still able to reach a deal, which was awesome. Yep. And I don't think he was trying to do anything nefarious, but you just have to understand you're in an unregulated industry, right? That's that is experiencing unprecedented growth. Mm -hmm. And he was saying to me, "Hey." Why don't you, along with me, because maybe he'll listen to you, like I have some more magical pull with Bobby, like he'll now fix it. I'm like, I don't think you understand really. That's not how business works. Right. Like two people instead of one is going to make him fix something. Now, if all, let's say I'm making this up. If he has 2,000 users or his 20,000 users, if half of them email him and threaten to not continue with their, their $20 a month service, well, then you have something. And I said to him, Mr. Guy, with all due respect, I'm not going to waste my time to do that. Honestly, I think it's a pretty fair service for the price. I just recognized a while ago that he's having issues with syncing up with eBay. Yeah. And that when I price out big deals, you have to be careful of that. Uh, and that's not even talking about Lou. Like he doesn't have a deal with every auction house. No. So if he doesn't have an auction house on his roster of folks that he um, extrapolates and downloads the data, well, then you're better off knowing that ahead of time. So, like, wait a minute. Let me go check out some of the big boys like Golden or Heritage or REA. And to be fair, they all are probably on uh, his site. Yep. But you have to understand that right now the data, which, of course, is really key to someone like myself. But it's key to a lot of collectors, too. And you're making decisions. Um, it's not always the same depending on where you look. Right. Well, it's totally shifting sands, and and some of these are very high profile sales, and some of these are not very high profile sales. But you, when you're doing it for a business, you have to take all the data into account. Plus, as you know, as I say on the baseball side all the time, there's no bad data; there's only bad analysis. So, you know, I know, uh, Lou, you're always good for uh, that to close when we're talking about data. Yeah. But it's really the truth, and that's what I was trying to explain to this this gentleman and his girlfriend is that the reality of it is you could take all this data, and I'm trying to explain to you that what you're portraying with the data points is leading to a higher valuation. Right. And what I'm trying to do is show you data that I think more accurately portrays the value of the cards. Once again, able to still reach a deal wasn't the easiest because we were coming at it from, you know, different angles, different data points. Um, what's up, Scott? What's up, Melch? Um, but uh, it was nonetheless um, worth sharing with everyone because I would imagine that someone could find that frustrating, even if you're dealing with a fellow collector and you're working like if Jim Ector's hooking up with Chris Coe and you guys are going over eight different T206s, I would imagine it's probably frustrating if one of you are using VCP and the other one's saying, well, I don't agree with you on three of these cards. And, you know, I could see Chris Coe, who really loves the data. Chris, if you're watching, shout out to you. Um, well, late, I looked at so-and-so. Sure. But did you look at the four other places and Jim may have checked? Because he knows that, for example, there was just a T206 auction of Eddie Collins the other day, and that newest price isn't in VCP yet. Yeah, Bob was going where I was going. You've got a guy who's going to spend 2600 for that card in one particular sale, 
that doesn't necessarily set the price. It's not a precedent-based business. It's you got a guy with a lot of money who happened to want that card for a particular period of time and was ready at that time. If you've got five other data points that say 2100 or 1900 those that's more accurate than this one guy who paid 2600 Absolutely. And I got to tell you, uh, it's funny because we can end up talking about this for the entire time as well as next week and beyond. But at some point, Lou, I basically said, I'm not going to engage in this any further. Like meaning and not saying like I was, you know, mad or anything. I just thought it was yeah. a waste of time. Right. I'm like, hey, let's agree to disagree. I don't love it either. It's just the facts. The facts are that data is coming from a lot of different sources. And there's not just the NASDAQ. There's not just right. the Dow, you know, in this. And to be fair, right, there's other international exchanges, but they're all regulated. Yep. Like these are all places that are doing the best that they can, best efforts business. And right. some of them are charging. Some of the times the data is free. Um, uh, but, you know, you have to keep that in mind that that as you were just alluding to along with Bob, that just because it's over 2600, like that doesn't mean that it's always worth 2600. So that's why I always fight really hard what a card's worth, yep. because I know I'm willing to pay very strong if we're able to agree on what cards are worth. Yep. Um, so any, uh, what's up, Monty? Any uh, suggestions we like so far, Ben, on the, uh, oh, he disappeared. I'm here. I'm here. On, the, uh, on the show, the name. Yeah, Ricky talks about, and this is the marketplace, um, right? It's still a negotiated like, sale. There is no set price. There is one, someone mentioned one with Hobby. That was pretty good. Uh, very much so. Melch brings up a great point too, yep. Lou that um emotion is involved and i know for me uh i've you know said this time and time again and i joke j5 and scott has said this as well that like when someone comes down especially to our office and you connect to someone in person and you're meeting with them even with the mass and such um you know what i'm going to do for you today in a nutshell is i'm going to tell you what you have i'm going to tell you what i think it is meaning condition etc i'm going to tell you what i think it's worth right and then you go through all that i'm sorry shaking and breaking Shaking and breaking. All right, write Very it down. Um, and then what I'll do from there, Lou, is I'll explain to them that I'm going to make them an offer based on that. And then I'm making it up. Let's say we're off a little bit of money. And they'll say to me at the end, well, you know, it just really means a lot to me because Aunt Mima really loved this. And Uncle Bobby just really loved it a lot. And, you know, uh, you know, it was it was their favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah. Listen, totally understand. Just unfortunately today, the one thing I'm not able to pay you for is your sentimental attachment to it. Right. And so if you're, you know, too attached and there's too much emotion, please, we encourage you to hang on to it, wait for the right moment, but at least you'll know what it's worth and get it insured, you know, whatever the case may be. Plus, we've talked about it before, they're, the cards in the same grade, the same card in the same grade aren't always the same. And sometimes you even look at a card a grade down and you like it a little bit better, depending on what your, you know, role is for that card. It may have better eye appeal to you, but it can certainly happen within the same grade too. There can be a pretty wide variance in price. Ooh, absolutely. What, what do you got there, Ben? Hobby hot seat. Hobby hot seat. That's not bad. Well, there's a hobby hotline though. So oh. it's like you tell, you know, you're very, I mean, I agree with you. We, we're trying to have a name Lou. That's not like close to someone else's. Right. You know, so Rocco's been working hard on this though. Rocco's hobby hot seat is good, but I think there's a hobby hotline show. Co <laughs> Cody says expensive cardboard chatter. Wow. I kind of like that. What'd you say, Lou? Cody says expensive cardboard chatter. I kind of like that. Interesting. We, we just go with ECC. Yeah, th that's actually better. Yeah. It's short. I like it. Johnny's barbecue, barbershop card talk. That's not bad. No, it's got to be snappy. It's got to be the barbershop, barbershop card talk. 
You know, it's a little long with the. A little yeah. long, and yeah. there's also a show called the Barber. Shop on yeah, I know. <laughs> and they, and they're in the cards and sports, and you know, it's probably not that great. Uh, Jeff says, I've noticed lately that the center, hi Jeff, how are you? Is the centering the car is almost more important than the other elements of the card? I mean, it depends on the card, but certainly centering is important. It's the first thing that you see uh, when you see a card. Um, and, you know, so there's no doubt about it, uh, that it, it, it's vital, uh, you know, to it. Um, I want to show off my Superman box I rolled up with. I think I think there's a better name floating around here somewhere. I think so too, Lou. But you know we're flushing it out. Yep. So here is I just picked this up. You know I'm getting some of the stuff that I know like Crosby will enjoy like later on. Uh, so, George, Breaking Goods. That's not bad. It's not bad. Breaking Good, supposed to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Breaking Good. <laughs> got a pause out of you out of that, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. We I do appreciate everyone's effort. It's fun yeah. to hear everyone uh, chatting about it. All right. So, Superman pack, are we breaking this? No, I just like I said, I bought it to uh, to put away for Kraz. Scott Priestley. I mean, I I know what you're going for with connoisseur, but you spell connoisseur corn o sour. <laughs> corn corn o sour. <laughs> oh. Minnesota Husker says card snark. Very good. Card snark. I like that. I used to love card shark. I mean, yeah. I watched it like when I was a really young kid. Um, and would yell at the screen. So, uh, Lou, I'm going to do a little uh, – we were doing these as uh, freebies. This is a really fun product. We're going to do a freebie right now. And um, I'm just going to really scroll and randomly do it uh, and do a giveaway. So if you've been participating in the show, you have a chance. I'm simply going to scroll and choose someone to make it easy. And they're going to get this free pack. So it is none other than Cody Cheek. And frankly, Cody, it's because you were chatting apparently constantly that you uh, scored this 1999-2000 hoops um, anniversary of the 89 uh, set. Um, what's really cool is they did the uh, set in the style of 89 hoops. Chance of some really great inserts. And uh, we're going to give this to you free, courtesy of Vintage Breaks. Excuse me. And... Just collect on the right. Layton's Loft podcast today. Brian asked what year the Superman cards were. 1978. 1978. All right. Here we go. Here is your free pack, Cody. Nice. Good style. I like that. Oh, very excited about the tourney. I think Rutgers can get by Clemson. It'd be very tough. They can get by Clemson. We only. Look at the glass half full in here, my friend. <laughs> if you can't do that and you sit up front, throw you in the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Avery Johnson. Come on, Cody. Let's get some fire. By the way, folks, we have a very nice – we have two uh, NCAA – excuse me. What are you supposed to call them? Pick them. Pick them. Pick them. I don't want to have any problems with YouTube. We're having pick them pools or – March Padness. I don't know what you're supposed to call it, but one of them is free. All you have to do is enter. You have a chance to win um, some break credits, some other great prizes. And then the other one is based on purchases. If you spend 100 bucks, you'll get an entry. We'll random off all the teams by the time the horny starts on Thursday, tomorrow. Some people will get two, depending if you get a play-in team. Yeah, exactly. Coo coach. We'll take it, Melch. Break and brews. Not bad, George. Oh. I don't really drink a lot of beer, though, so I don't want to yeah. bullshit people and tell people 
I know a lot about beer. So Rutgers is in and Duke and Kentucky are not in? Is that, is that what I'm to believe? Melch might be stretching in that Rutgers is better. Like right at this moment, they might be better. Um, Juwan Howard, who got into a heated argument on the sidelines recently. <laughs> is that true, Dougie? I think Duke and Kentucky are out. They're out, yeah. They're wow, both yeah. First time since 76, I believe. That's great. Somewhere in there. Great for Rutgers. Well, Duke didn't even come close to making it. They were out of their league tournament. Jay Kidd. We got a checklist. Michael Finley. Antoine Walker. Oh, yeah. Wonder how Scotty he's Pippen. financially these days. I'm sorry? I wonder how Antoine Walker is doing financially these days. He pretty much gambled everything away. Yeah, I know. Scotty Pippen I actually forgot he was a Blazer. That's right. I'd forgotten that too. End of his career. Tony Delk. So even though we didn't get any inserts, I do like that the set is modeled uh, after the 1989 hoop set, which I was a, a big fan of. So no big hits, Cody, but still free nonetheless. You can give this to uh, J5 or Doug. Sure. While we still have the screen open here, I'm going to show off our newly listed 1959 Tops baseball set break. And Lou, if you can pull this off yes. before 5.30, we're in the giving mood. Mm -hmm. If you want to come up with an interesting trivia question based on one of the players we're showing off here from the 59 Tops set. Okay. It's got to be from one of these players, huh? All right. So well, to be fair, it doesn't have to be. But, you know, All I thought right. it would be a little better. I can do. Mara's second year. J5, I figure I'd do a little work for you, you know? Do some of your job. Show off the highlights. <laughs> no problem. My pleasure. Bob uh, Gibson, rookie. One of my favorite players. Savage. Yeah. I wish I would have met him. I did not have a chance to meet him. Um, Roberto Clemente. Has one of the greatest lines in baseball, Bob Gibson. When Tim McCarver came out to the mound, he looked at Tim and he goes, what are you doing out here? The only thing you know about pitching is you can't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Stan the Man Usual. Folks, if you haven't already, please do me a favor and subscribe to our Leighton's Loft podcast on Facebook. That way, if you subscribe to our page, Lou, they will get a notification each and every time we go live here on Wednesdays at 4.30. Nice. Mickey Mantle All-Star. K-Line. <coughs> Willie Mays. It is Tom. I think I have a nice five I bought recently. Actually, no, no, no. It was it was ungraded, but it's going to grade a five. Larry Doby. Uh, Jeff VCP is vintage card prices. Brooks Robinson. Whitey Ford. Wait, what is that, Melch? Gibson attended my wedding. A Gibson or Bob Gibson? <laughs> I'm hoping Bob. Well, if it's true, then we got to get him on. I need to know the story. Kofax. Sparky Anderson, rookie. And a Frank Robinson. So, Lou, I know I kind of put you on the spot. We're going to give away one free spot. This is now live, J5, right? $17.50 a spot. We're going to give away a free spot. It's going to be an extra giveaway today in the loft. Do we have a trivia question we could ask, Lou? And you do have to be 
on Layton's Loft to answer it correctly to win a free spot. What's up, Chef? All right, let me pick one out here. I got to... Oh, I love how the Melch answered. He writes the Gibson. All right, as far as I'm concerned, from now on, if you've had a major Hall of Famer or star yes. attend a bar mitzvah, a wedding, a christening, anything along those lines, you've earned yourself a spot on the loft to call in and tell us about your experience. What do you think about that, Lou? I like it a lot. I, I don't think you should be allowed to have a celebrity experience like that without telling us. I, I don't like having. I kind of agree with you too. Like if you don't tell us, you actually don't belong here. Yeah, I don't like it being. I don't like that being withheld information. He's been sitting around all the time. All these shows that Bob Gibson attended a wedding he was at, and you know, I'm like, I'm really stunned. I mean, Bob Gibson was a savage, savage starting pitcher, one of the best of all time. And I love how Melch answered the Gibson. <laughs> so Melch, I guess we'll let you tell the story in a future episode because we don't have a lot of time left today and not that easy to coordinate with you, but that's awesome, man. Okay. Um, I've got two potential questions. I don't know how easy these are though, because I, I didn't know either of these things, but okay. But you know, we'll see. Okay, what team did Bob Gibson play for just prior to joining the St. Louis Cardinals organization? Excellent question, Lou. What team? And it doesn't not a major league baseball team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer. Do you know the answer to that? I believe so. So this this was an easy one. I mean, I'm going to write it down. <laughs> what? Buggy, that's my entry in case in case in case uh, you know. What team did Bob Gibson play for prior to joining the St. Louis Cardinals organization? Did Rocco get it right? Uh, yes, Rocco got it right. I got it right then. Yep. How you doing? I'm not gonna throw this back at you. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, you know. Uh, that's awesome. Congrats, Rocco. You get a free spot. If you could write down, Rocco, Rocco. Uh, gets a free spot in the 59 Tops baseball now, set break we just announced. This is a freebie. Should I have asked this one instead? What hitter broke Bob Gibson's leg in 1967? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. That sounds terrible. I didn't know Bob Gibson had a broken leg in 1967. But... He probably just kept on pitching, frankly. Apparently, he pitched for uh, three more outs before collapsing and leaving the field. Oh, my three God. Three more batters before collapsing and leaving the game. So Melch writes, my wife could fill three loft shows with stories. Golf tourney fundraiser with Ted Williams. Gibby, you name him, she met him. Well, it sounds like we should have her on the loft, Melch. <laughs> Ted Williams? Wow. Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, listen, here's the thing, Melch. We've done business. I've written you some decent-sized checks. I felt like I know you. Not anymore. Yeah, I know, right? All these secrets. I know. That's awesome. So we should have Melch on one of the episodes and just him and his wife. Oh, whoa, whoa. Now things are starting to come out. Monty just drops. Jim Layritz, who, by the way, you know, has had some issues what since baseball. <laughs> I don't know if Monty had anything to do with that. Apparently, Layritz came to his bachelor party. Monty, oh. where was your bachelor party? Clemente is the right answer, guys. EJ got it. Um, among Speaking one. of Clemente, do you know that my bachelor party was in Puerto Rico? No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was, I mean, that was a younger dude then, you know? I should have asked that because it actually uh, involved two cards in that set. I should have asked that. That's true. I wasn't thinking. But very, very good question for the future, uh, Lou. Like, you know, getting to know Leighton, where was his bachelor party? Where Puerto Rico, not common. Now I got to remember that. I almost, saw, cool. I almost saw Rico Petroselli die. Is is? Yeah, is, that's true. That and good? I almost caused that. That would have been really bad. Does that fit in here? Uh, Chef just wrote Randall McDaniel. I think he's the former Minnesota Viking. 
was a, a teacher helper apparently in his school. I mean, imagine you show up one day, that guy could eat you. <laughs> I see. We should have saved this. This could have been. Yeah, this show. is a great. I'm saying, Lou, this should have been a whole show. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, Monty drops in. Jim Lairitz wins his bachelor party, and then he goes silent. I want to hear that story. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so one show we'll do celebrity stories. We'll get people to come on and tell us a celebrity story. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Oh, speaking of celebrity stories, I'm going to go get that item that was shipped to me recently, courtesy of Patrick, and when he hooked up. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. All right, we're still we're not settled on a name for the new show that Layton's going to do. That we're going to do. That's basically just going to be hobby talk. Uh, we're going to get into some of the things that we get in here and uh, uh, talk about it. We, we've got a couple good names for the show, but we're not settled. We need that home run. We want to see the big hit here. So keep going at it. Things unbelievable. Yeah. All right. This is a great grand finale. I'm going to go out on this. After this, Dougie, we'll have you and the gang give out the prizes for today. So, you know, in business, Lou, I'm sure you found this across the years. You do business with a lot of people. And, you know, some people you end up becoming friends with. You know, like you and I, we do some business together. But believe Absolutely. me, I am definitely inviting myself to your home as soon as I'm up in your area. Nice. And uh, it might even be like a what about, I was going to say, what about Bob or what about Layton kind of thing. Whereas, like, you come back in a few days, like, wait, I thought you were getting out of town. <laughs> I can work from anywhere, Lou. I don't work. I don't we're work. We're doing the loft here this week. No big deal. <laughs> so, anyway, one of those guys is Patrick Anino. He's a very talented mural artist, uh, as well as, um, you know, he manages a marketing company, social media and such. And uh, he's got a lot of wonderful connections. Um, he was able to help us get Wade Boggs and Dominique Wilkins, um, some other, hopefully, folks in the future. Uh but he asked me recently, he said, Lee, you know, you've been so kind. You helped me do this and that. I'm always asking card questions. He goes, would you like a sign so-and-so? And I said, well, you know what? Sure. And when he said it, not that I didn't give much thought to it, but I didn't realize it would look as impressive in person. Um, and I'm really glad that it was personalized to me. Uh, you know, because you can get this individual's autograph, let's say, in the secondary market. But you know, I'm not looking to sell it and to have it, you know, like my name's not an easy name to write. So maybe if I meet him one day in person, I'm like, wow, dude, you're that dude, Layton. Yep. Knew that was going to be a strange guy. Yep. Yep. Looks about right. So here you go. I'll see if I can try to show this off here. Uh, what's the best way to, uh, here we go. I'm not going to be able to hold the camera. <laughs> here we go. Ooh, look at that. So too late, and it's a Steve Cardillo weight belt, which is a client of Patrick's. And it is signed too late, Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, Hall of Fame, 12-time champion, which is completely absurd. <laughs> Running wild, brother. <laughs> so I think that was pretty cool. I appreciate that very much, Patrick. Uh. So that is, uh, that's how I'm closing the show today, other than the prizes. Look at Derek here. Troy Aikman came to his house when he was a freshman in college. Whoa, I, I take off the earpiece for like two seconds, and I, there's I'm an Aikman. Right. Unbelievable. Who uh, who had Aikman come to his house? Uh, I just went past it here. Uh, it was Derek Peaster. Wow, that's really cool. This is going right. to make a good future episode, Lou. It's going to make a great future episode. And Todd put in a late good submission for the name of the show, Dead Nut Senate. Dead Nut Centered. Not bad yeah. as well, Ben. So hopefully we'll have some good stuff to talk about. Um, thanks a lot, everybody. I'm going to have uh, J5. Are you or Doug going to give away the prizes? All right. So J5 is going to uh, give away the prizes. 
Thanks again to each and every one of you who tuned in this week to Layton's Loft. It was a lot of fun. It goes by like this every yes. single week. Um, and if you are listening to this already in the podcast universe, there's only one difference. Is if you were here with us live, you had, would have had a chance to win one of seven prizes, including a $100 break credit yeah. to vintagebreaks.com. You could have won a mantle card. You could have been a Pete Rose and Michael Jordan. You never know. And I just, oh, my God, J5 is modeling his St. Patrick's hat. Lou, yeah. I think he started drinking in the interim. Oh, he, he did. It looks great on him. Yes, if you're listening on the podcast, Layton's Law Facebook page. We're here Wednesdays, 4.30 Eastern. Come win something live and join us and have some fun. All right, everybody. J5 is taking over. Give away the prizes. See you next week. Thank you.